Welcome to the Zen for Everyday Life podcast, episode number three. Welcome to Zen for Everyday Life. I am Matt Valentine, and this is our little space. It is a place where I share insight, inspiration, and wisdom on topics such as mindfulness, meditation, Zen, and the various spiritual traditions of the world in an effort to help you better navigate your everyday life and cultivate a greater sense of peace and happiness. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to cleanse the mind and create an environment conducive to greater peace and wisdom. And within that, we're going to be talking about the Buddha's four nutriments, mindful consumption, and nurturing wholesome seeds in everyday life. Some very practical ways that you can begin doing that right away to uh, create a positive effect and nurture uh, those wholesome seeds and to begin better managing those unwholesome seeds, which we're going to get into in a little bit. Uh, But before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to give a quick thank you, a quick show of appreciation to everyone that's supported the podcast so far for listening, for downloading, subscribing, especially rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. Uh, I set out a goal to reach the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. Uh, and as of a few days ago, uh, we officially did it. Uh, we are on the uh, the religion and spirituality category, uh, the new and noteworthy section of the religion and spirituality category on iTunes. Um, and the, the podcast is climbing at least a few spaces every single day. Uh, and it can be up there for eight weeks. Podcast has been out for two. So there's a lot of time to, uh, to, to gain a lot of steam. So just wanted to, uh, give a quick show of appreciation to everybody that's listened to the podcast, say thank you. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited to get into today's episode. Uh, this is potentially a rather long episode. At this point, I don't know how long it's going to end up being, uh, but there's a lot of really great, really great value that could be potentially taken from this topic and a lot of very, very practical, uh, very practical things that can, that can be applied from this topic that I'm going to cover. So I really think this is going to be an episode that people come back to time and time again. Uh, And there's going to be a lot of stuff in the show notes, just letting you guys know in advance so if you want to see the show notes, if you're on the blog, you already see them right on the page that you're at. If you're on iTunes, just head to buddhaimonia.com. You'll see the podcast section. Just go to episode number three. So let's get into it. Man is what he eats. German proverb. So what does it mean to cleanse the mind? What do I mean when I say that? A mind cleanse is really the mental equivalent of a juice cleanse for your physical body. So 
For those that aren't familiar with what a juice cleanse is, essentially what it is, is for a few days, the person will forego their typical diet and consume only vegetable juices, mostly greens, sometimes carrots and beets and stuff, and uh, usually a fruit or two for flavor. And they the, the intention is by consuming only these these fresh uh, juices, you cleanse your body of certain toxins. And so the idea of a mind cleanse, it's the exact same thing, but it is the mind. It's the mental equivalent of that. It's about cleansing the mind of those mental toxins, of those harmful influences, states of mind, emotions, and ideas. And when we talk about clearing away those toxins, what we're talking about is, is clearing the pathway to peace. So that's where the second part comes in, creating an environment, clearing the pathway to allow us to create an environment to which is conducive to greater peace and wisdom. Now, the, the absolute most important uh, example or I guess a metaphor that I'm going to give in this episode that I want you to remember is the mind as a garden or the mind working or functioning like a garden. There are good seeds and there are bad seeds. Now, we typically water some combination of good and bad seeds on any given day. You know, generally more bad seeds than good. But the point stands. There are good seeds and there's bad seeds. So imagine your mind is a garden, and there are countless seeds that are planted. And the area in which that they're planted, the soil, it is, it's fertile. It's ripe. Any one of these seeds can be sprouted with the right combination of ingredients, of water, of sunlight. And these seeds represent various different emotions, such as fear, and anger, and jealousy, and various different ideas and states of mind. Now, if we pay attention, if we give attention to a particular seed, then we allow for that seed to arise in our mind and become prominent. So, if we give attention to fear, then over time we allow that fear to gain power, to grow, to, to gain steam in a way. It just it gets larger and larger and more powerful, and it grows just as a plant grows and continues to get larger and larger. Now, if we stop paying attention to it, then it starts to go down. It starts to go back down to the base of the mind, which is the, the store consciousness, which is sort of that place of potentiality. It is where all those different things, such as fear and anger and jealousy, exist before they have necessarily arisen. So if we ignore it, it goes back down. If we give attention to it, it rises back up. And within our mind at any given point, there's various different, we'll call them flowers. Some of them are rising, have risen high. Some of them are just sprouted. Some of them are still in the soil. And they're all the different, various different emotions and ideas and concepts that, that we've paid, that we've, we've given attention to. 
And that is the mind as a garden. And that is, as I said, the most important, one of the most important points really to keep in mind about this entire, the entire topic of, of this episode. That's what we're talking about when, when we talk about cleansing the mind, the purpose of cleansing the mind and creating an environment conducive to greater peace and wisdom is this example of the mind working like a garden. The wholesome seeds are compassion and joy and love and peace, understanding. These are the good seeds, the wholesome seeds. The unwholesome seeds we just covered. Fear and anger are perfect examples. Those are unwholesome seeds. And so creating this environment conducive to greater peace and wisdom is about watering the good seeds and allowing them to arise and become prominent in our minds and in our lives. And turning away from and not giving that additional attention to those unwholesome seeds of fear and anger, etc. And allowing those to go back to the star consciousness. And of course our lives are more complicated than that. It's not to say that you can just focus on one thing and ignore another thing and everything's great. But the basic principle, the basic idea is there. Okay, and that's, so that's what I want you to keep in mind. Now, what are we getting by watering wholesome seeds and managing unwholesome ones? What's really going on? The idea is to create the ideal circumstances for peace and happiness to arise and be maintained examining and reshaping our daily actions to go from harming to nourishing our well-being. Okay, it's all about that. It's all about going from a place where we are harming ourselves to a certain degree to nourishing ourselves to a greater degree, nourishing our well-being, our state of well-being to a greater degree. Now, I want to make sure to cover, before we get into really the individual categories, the places in which we we cleanse the mind, the ways in which we cleanse the mind, I want to cover right effort. The Buddha's right effort or right diligence. This is one of the eight paths of the Eightfold Path, one of the eight, eight points of the Eightfold Path. And in a nutshell, right effort or right diligence is really about the quality of your effort. And it's closely tied with this subject. It, it is this subject. So it's about the quality of your effort. Are you working towards something wholesome? In each moment, are you working towards something wholesome? And in a wholesome way? Or are you working towards something unwholesome? Or doing something in an unwholesome way? So this is really where that metaphor, that concept that we talked about of the mind as a garden, begins to become more concrete, where we can begin to see how that actually applies to our lives. And so we're going to kind of go down this sort of flow where we get more and more specific to the individual actions, the individual efforts that you're actually going to take to cleanse the mind and create this sort of ideal environment for peace and and for wisdom uh, one by one. So within the Buddha's right effort, exists the Buddha's fourfold right diligence, which are the four types of effort, efforts you can make towards cultivating right diligence. Uh, and you'll see that they, they closely coincide. It's kind of like a two-by-two two grid. There's a category on the left side and the right side and a category on the bottom and the top. Um, but like I said, we're going to get more and more specific. So th- these are the general efforts. These aren't the specific things, but these are the general overarching efforts 
that you can make with regards to promoting wholesome seeds or unwholesome seeds uh, and the finding ways to allowing, for instance, the unwholesome seeds that we don't want to arise to, to let those go back down. So those those two different efforts that we'll be making. Uh, but so really what it is, the four types of effort are on the top level, it's what has arisen. So on the top level, there are unwholesome seeds, which we would like to go back down. We would like to send back down to our store consciousness, okay, or at least as far down as we can bring them. And then on the other side at the top are those wholesome seeds, which have arisen, which we'd like to maintain. We'd like to keep them there. So the action there is to just continue, probably just continue what we're doing and to make sure we're doing things on a day-to-day basis that, that have to do with just keeping that uh, where it is. And then on the bottom level, we're talking about the store consciousness or something, a wholesome or unwholesome seed that hasn't quite risen very far yet. So on one side, it's an unwholesome seed, which has not arisen, which we would like to keep there. So, and then on the other side, it is a wholesome seed, which has not yet arisen, which we would like to find ways to water to allow it to arise and become prominent in our lives. For instance, if compassion isn't a very prominent, wholesome seed in our lives, we'd like to find ways to water that seed of compassion so that it can arise within our life. So these, again, are really the four types of efforts. They're the four general efforts. Okay, so these wholesome and unwholesome seeds, and we're going to get into the specific wholesome and unwholesome types of unwholesome and wholesome seeds in a second, but know that with regards to all of these different uh, seeds within the garden of your mind, these are the four general efforts that you'll be making. Now, two important points to keep in mind. Wholesome seeds can always come back. So uh, this is important to keep in mind because, you, you know, when, when wholesome seeds aren't present, you can remember that you always have the ability to water them. They're never truly gone. So there's no reason to think that if you feel like you lack compassion, like that's just not your strongest quality, you have the potential for compassion. We all do. You just have to water that seed. Okay, so this is a really powerful thing to keep in mind. And number two, unwholesome seeds are never truly gone. When unwholesome seeds aren't present, it's important to remember that they're not necessarily gone forever, and that you have to continue nourishing your mind on a day-to-day basis in order to continue to to keep those unwholesome seeds where they are in your store consciousness, or at least at a point where they're not prominent in your life. And that's uh, one of the most important reasons that it's a daily practice, and not just this single thing you do where you reach the sort of state of, of insight and you can just stop. It's a daily practice. You maintain this state of, of this, that's conducive to peace and to, to happiness and joy. A daily practice is very important for keeping those wholesome seeds where they are and also for promoting wholesome seeds. So specific unwholesome and wholesome seeds. Let me cover a few of those right now so you have a clear idea. And these are really the, the big ones that you want to keep in mind. Okay, so unwholesome seeds include, number one, attachment. Okay, attachment, which you could also refer to uh, as uh, clinging 
uh, greed, it's also sometimes referred to as, uh, and then aversion. Aversion is, in a lot of ways, resistance to that which we don't like or feel that we don't like or which makes us uncomfortable. Uh, it's, that, it's that resistance that which causes friction. Ignorance, which can also be referred to as uh, confusion, also delusion, not knowing or the, you know, the distortion that happens when we don't know. And lastly, wrong views. Wrong views, that's another unwholesome seed. Uh, and that's, uh, in a lot of ways, if we refer to ignorance as a delusion or confusion, those can kind of be considered the same thing. Uh, of course, ignorance and wrong views aren't the same thing uh, necessarily. Uh, they can be separate things, though, which is why I kind of separate them. But for the most part, attachment, aversion, and ignorance, and to some, some degree, wrong views, those are really the, the major unwholesome seeds. They cover a huge, huge a part of the landscape. Those are really the main ones to uh, to keep in mind. Wholesome seeds. Next, the major wholesome seeds are, for instance, compassion, love, joy, peace, uh, understanding is a big one. Uh, you could refer to equanimity in some ways as as that as well. So the good seeds should be watered on a daily basis. That's just a little sub point I want to make sure to put in here. They need to be watered on a daily basis. I know I've mentioned this once before already. Uh, unwholesome seeds are never truly gone, and wholesome seeds should be watered daily. Those are just two sides of the same coin. Okay, so I want to make sure to bring home that point a couple of times. Uh, it's always important, I feel, to emphasize the importance of a daily practice. And this is one of the most important reasons why. So moving on, getting even more specific, we know the four types of efforts that we're making. We know the landscape of the mind as a garden, the wholesome and unwholesome seeds, the specific, specific ones. Now what I want to get into is the actual nutriments, the actual ways in which we nourish ourselves. The actual ways in which we grow these seeds. Okay, so now this is the part where we are actually getting down to the individual actions that we are taking to grow or uh, minimize uh, these wholesome and unwholesome seeds. So we're going to talk about the Buddha's four nutriments. And then also understanding the, the process itself, like the process of uh, nourishment, the process of nourishing ourselves. So we know what it is, down to the individual qualities, as I mentioned, wholesome seeds we want to promote, but how do we actually do it? So we're not just going to get specific to the actual actions, but this is where we start talking about how we actually make this a reality. How do we actually water these wholesome seeds? How do we actually live our lives in a way to where we, we create this environment conducive to peace and wisdom? How do we actually cleanse our mind? So, and this is very important. I want you to keep in mind uh, and listen very closely to this point. Basically, what are we doing here? What's the primary effort that we are making? Again, this is super important. Ready for it? And I'm going to say it two different ways. It's about how much attention you're placing on things. 
It's about how much attention you're placing on things. Fundamentally, if I broke down everything that we've talked about thus far, broke it down into a very simple, easy to understand, very practical, everyday sense, it's about how much attention you're placing on things. The second way I want to say it is arguably more important. It's about becoming mindful of where we place our attention. So that might be difficult to tell when you look at these wholesome and unwholesome seeds, but when I go over the Buddha's four nutriments in a moment, you'll see what I mean. So it's about becoming mindful of where we place our attention. And our attention can always be directed towards unwholesome means, unwholesome seeds, and wholesome ones. Now, the Buddha's four nutriments. Some of these might sound kind of odd, and I'll have to explain them a little bit. Uh, And some of these we're going to get into a little bit more detail on than others. The mind cleanse has a lot to do with with each of these categories, some more than others, though. But I'll make sure to cover each so that you understand them. Number one, edible food. I want to make sure to explain so that you understand that the four nutriments are all a type of food. It's either a type of physical food for our bodies or a type of mental food. So number one is edible food. Uh, What this really has to do with uh, the three major points of edible food, why it actually matters, why why the Buddha would mention this here, eating in moderation, uh, the opposite end of that, not eating in moderation, and just kind of going crazy with, with how you eat and overboard and the things you eat and the way that you eat, and that can have an actual real effect on your state of, of well-being. Uh, and I'll get into that a little bit more in a moment. Uh, second, non-attachment to, to taste. And, uh, of course, this is this is one that might, to some people, seem a little bit intense, but this is one of the main three points that he mentioned. And the reason why he, he puts, uh, why he, he spoke about uh, non-attachment to taste is the, it's an attachment. I mean, that, I guess that's the best way that I can that I can explain it. An attachment to taste is an attachment to a particular type of food. An attachment to a particular type of food is an attachment like anything else. It's a craving like anything else. And that can lead to some unwholesome acts. Okay? So the craving for a specific type of food and then falling into that trap of duality, I don't like this and I like this, and it's sort of a downhill slope. So the basic isness of it is that it's, it's an attachment. So it has the, the same sort of quality to it as any other attachment. And that's the main reason why he puts that, uh, even though it might sound a little bit intense at first. Uh, number three, wise reflection on nutriment. So on the actual food, it is that we are consuming, that we're nourishing our, our bodies with. Uh, sort of going back, I've talked about this before on the blog, but sort of going back on the, the history of the food that you're consuming, the you know the the exercise, the meditation exercise, looking deeply. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh talks about this, looking deeply into the orange, for instance, and not just seeing where it came from, you know, the soil and the rain that contributed the water, the clouds which brought the rain, the tree which grew the, the, the orange, the soil with it, which the tree grew out of, but also the entire process of bringing the orange in front of you. 
So the truck that transported the person that was driving the truck, the farmer that ran the farm, the people that worked at the facility, you know, if you're drinking orange juice, for instance, the processing of the orange juice, and the packaging, and, and so many different things go, invo- go into bringing whatever this food is, this thing is in front of you. And understanding the ways in which maybe the planet or other people even in some degrees, and a lot of times this is actually very true, uh, especially if you don't see fair trade on different things like chocolate and stuff, uh, people that are potentially harmed or mistreated in making this product, and uh, animals that are potentially mistreated. Of course, this somewhat has to do, uh, uh, depends on on your values um, and beliefs, but uh, becoming mindful of the damage, of the harm that was caused in bringing this, this piece of food to you. It's a very important thing to, to uh, reflect on, to really contemplate on. So edible food, it might sound kind of odd at first, but it's an important category. All three of those, those points make it crystal clear why, why edible food is actually an important category, a very important one. So number two, sense impressions. This is sense food, okay? Eyes, ears, nose, not really something to keep in mind of, but it's, it's a sense to mention. A body, we already mentioned edible food, so taste. And the mind as well. I'm not going to put too much focus on it here. Uh, for the sake of the category, there's not really much reason to mention it. But uh, keep in mind that the mind is considered the sixth sense organ uh, in, uh, in Buddhist uh, philosophy. So, uh, or psychology. Uh, so, sense impressions, sense food. When we're talking about sense food, this is perhaps the largest category when we're really talking about the active effort of cleansing our mind. So, uh, with edible food, actually, you know, I didn't get into that with, with edible food. Uh, with edible food, there's not a whole lot as far as actions to cleanse the mind. But the one thing that I'm going to suggest, and um, I'm going to say this once uh, for all of these points, but I'm going to put any notes that I mentioned here as far as the exercises or categories in the show notes so that you know for these four nutriments, the actions and the different exercises that I mentioned uh, for actually cleansing the mind. Okay, so for edible food, the really one thing... Uh, that I think that you can work on uh, is really eating in moderation, working on eating in moderation, more so paying attention to your eating habits, I guess is what I would say. Paying attention to your eating habits, uh, both, that includes the first two points, eating in moderation and non-attachment to taste. So just paying attention to any potential uh, attachments to food and uh, your relationship with food in general. And number two, is, and this is with regards to the third point, wise reflection on nutriment, is to take two or three minutes, uh, well, it really doesn't even have to be that long, it could be a minute long even, before you eat a meal, and take time to do what I talked about uh, with regards to reflecting on the, you could call it the sort of history and the origin of that food in front of you. Okay, so real simple, take a minute, two minutes, three minutes, reflect on the origin and the history of the food in front of you, and see the potential history of harm, uh, potential unwholesome history of that food in front of you, and become aware of that. And it's important at this point that I mention that to to remember 
to remind you of our, our interconnectedness and to remind you that it, it sometimes we might think that we're just practicing for ourselves, but our practice is for others as well. Our practice is, in my firm opinion, the number one thing that we can do to help change the world. Because it's our practice which changes us from the very foundation and which allows us to become a sort of light, a sort of beacon of light for the world around us. And that has an exponential effect on the world. So, yeah, again, so wise reflection on nutriment, realizing the potential history of harm and bringing that food in front of you, and really just ultimately understanding the process of bringing that food to you and the origin the origin of it. So those are the uh, really the two exercises. Again, just paying attention to your relationship uh, with food and then uh, just reflecting. So those two points. Again, I'll mention everything in the show notes too. So number two, back to sense impression, sense food. Uh, so eyes and ears are the major categories here. That's mainly what we're talking about. So when we talk about eyes and ears, I am talking about there is, uh, there's associations, personal associations, which include both uh, what we hear and what we see. And then there's also within what we see, there's what we read and what we watch, watching videos online, watching the news, watching TV. Reading is you know, books, magazines, articles and blogs online. And then hearing uh, listening to the radio, listening to podcasts like this one, listening to all kinds of different things, guided medica- meditations and included, guided medications. That sounds kind of funny. Uh, and so this, as you can see, is a gigantic, gigantic category. So we're talking about cleansing the mind and actual practices, the the actions themselves, the exercise itself of cleansing the mind. When we talk about associations, that's what I'm going to touch on first, associations. Uh, for associations, it's a pretty simple, pretty simple process of just asking yourself, are there people in your life who you believe are watering unwholesome seeds in you? That's the question. Are there people in your life that you believe are, are watering unwholesome seeds in you? Now, of course, life isn't quite so simple. <laughs> now, you could be with someone that you love, that you believe at times does that, but they also water many wholesome seeds in you. And that's generally a realistic relationship. But what I mean is somebody who just just waters unwholesome seeds in you. You know they are a bad association. There's someone that you'd really like to get away from. Now, a lot of times we're in a position to do that. Sometimes we're in a position where we can't really do that, where it's a family member or a close friend that's within another group of friends, a group of, a larger group of, of our friends. And, you know, unless we want to totally just step away from our friends and our family, we can't avoid these people. So it's not always possible to get away. It's not always possible to remove these bad associations from your life. Uh, and so it's at this point that I want to make sure to mention, and this applies for everything in this entire exercise, okay, edible food, sense food, and the next two points, the next two nutrients as well. And that's just to make your best effort. 
okay? Just make your best effort. That is really all that we're ever doing in life. That's all that we ever can. All what we're doing is we're just we're making our way in this life, making our best effort, putting our best foot forward, doing what we can. And in all cases, doing that will give you the best chance at success, you know, quote unquote success, whatever, whatever that is, just moving forward uh, with whatever it is, whatever, whatever you're trying to, to accomplish, just making your best effort. You won't always be able to necessarily remove those bad associations from your life, but make your best effort, you know, keep yourself busy, go on, do your thing, whatever that is, and just focus on your life. And if you do that, a lot of times, depending on the, depending on how your life is set up, you won't see those people out anyway. And if you do, if they're at work or something, uh, you know, there's always that hard decision to consider. Is this a toxic work environment for me? Should I go somewhere else? These are decisions that only you can decide. But remember that this is your life. And being in a situation where these unwholesome seeds are being watered on a consistent basis can have a real, real significant effect on the state of your well-being. So be very careful when you make the decision to continue to be around those people every day. Actually, that's really the point, is that you're making the decision to do that. There is no passive choice. There is no, well, I'll just sort of let it go. Each day, each day, each day you're making the decision one way or the other. To allow, to take in these unwholesome seeds, or to, to allow these unwholesome seeds to be watered, or to decide, no, I, I'm, I'm no longer going to allow for this to happen. And instead, I'd like to step away and stop having these unwholesome seeds watered and preferably having some other wholesome seeds watered each day. So you're making a choice either way. I just want you to be, be mindful of that. Again, but that judgment is, that, that that's going to be a judgment call, call for you to make ultimately. Uh, sometimes it can be a quite a, a complicated situation. But associations are very powerful. The people that we're around really influence us quite a bit. So just take an assessment. Just list down, you know, the five or ten people that you're around the most. And just ask yourself, like, you know, do I love these people? Do they, they bring just positive, wholesome energy into my life? You know, maybe sometimes I hate them, right? <laughs> that, that, that happens, but that's totally normal. Those, those people aside, which are going to be most people in your life, is there anybody here that's just like, I just, like, you know, I have compassion for them. And I see that, that, that they have a good side to them. But they just continuously bring this negative energy in my life and I need to step away from them. If you have someone like that, then consider very strongly doing something, something about it, at least distancing yourself from them if you can. Okay, so sense food number two, what we see. What we see is categorized uh, really as what we read and what we watch. That's really what I'm talking about when I say see. So TV and the internet, really, it's, it's all included in the same category, a lot of people watch their TV on the internet now. So all those categories are sort of spliced together. I used to sort of separate. I talk about TV and the internet and social media. There's not really any point. Everything's so spliced together that you can't really talk about things in that sort of, you can't really separate things in that sort of way. So what you see separated under what you read and what you watch. What you read, you need to be mindful of the uh, online uh, social media, social networks, messages that you that you read. What is in your in your feed? 
What's in your Facebook feed? What kind of things are you seeing? Okay. Are people reposting a lot of stuff from, you know, the channel XX news, you know, whatever it is, channel, channel nine news, uh, you know, about this bad thing that happened and that bad thing that happened, uh, you know, keeping up with current events, uh, may be important to you, but to see these little anecdotal news stories every single day about something bad happening, uh, which by the way, are always them vying for, for viewership, uh, be very careful because if you're being fed, fed these stories on a regular basis and you're not hearing enough of the other side of things, because there's a lot of very beautiful, positive things that are happening in the world for every bad thing that happens, there's somebody standing up and trying to right that wrong or trying to do something else positive. And a lot of times you can get this sense that just it's just all these bad things happening in the world. And that's kind of a lot of times where the overarching mentality of, you know, it's going to be Armageddon in five years, five years happens, it doesn't happen. Okay, you know what, a couple years from now, it's going to be Armageddon, world's going to end. A couple, couple years go by, it doesn't happen. You know what, a couple more years, it's going to happen. Somebody always says the world's going to end, right? And if you are always paying attention to these negative news stories, and this negative media, then you will be absorbed by it. And your very state of mind will be altered. And this is a clear, clear definition of what we're talking about, with regards to the way that the mind can change from these sense from this sense food, these unwholesome seeds of fear and paranoia have been watered in you. And it's not that these things aren't true. It's just that the balance in your mind of negative to positive that's occurring in the world is completely inaccurate. Okay, so these things are happening. These things do happen in the world. These are real things. And we can't we can't ignore them. But there's also a lot of beautiful things. And if you see the balance, then your mind, the state of your mind, completely shifts. So again, perfect example of how these this sense, these different types of sense food have a very real effect on us. So be careful of what you read online. So online blogs and magazines, articles, various different things, books, uh, physical books and magazines. Again, the question is always, like I said with associations, the question is always, do these things water wholesome seeds in me? Or do they water unwholesome seeds in me? And which things water wholesome seeds in me? which things water unwholesome seeds in me. And I'd like to make sure to mention, because I just mentioned the news stories before I go on to these other categories, that just because something is some very intense and tragic news story doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that you should ignore. These things that are happening in the world, it can be very important to keep up with, with these current events, to be aware of them. This is, in the deepest sense, all of our karma. This is in the very deepest, very deepest sense, the accumulation of all of our actions. This is all of our karma. This is our collective karma, it's usually referred to as. And we are all a global community, and we can't ignore these things. We have to come together to help one another, because we are intrinsically, intrinsically connected. So uh, I just wanted to make sure to mention that. Don't think I'm saying ignore these, these news, these difficult, these tragic news stories or anything like that. Uh, in fact, be aware, be conscious of them, I say on the opposite end, but just have a clear vision, see the balance, okay, don't be fed this consistently negative news, uh, find a a more true and honest uh, 
medium uh, or just go out and actively search for for the truth yourself and you'll see a more even balance so so moving on uh what we see is also what we watch so videos online are huge uh tv obviously still huge online and also uh, on our tvs themselves still for a lot of people uh so it's it's really those two things internet videos on the internet tv shows movies as well uh to some degree uh, but more so videos online and TV. Uh, so that is including the news like I just mentioned. It could be including a very, uh, there's different tones of you know, violence, for instance, and uh, aggression and of fear, of fear mongering uh, that we can, that we can experience in watching various different things online and on TV. And there's the opposite. There are some very positive things, you know, witnessing compassion in the face of tragedy, right? Then these are things that will water wholesome seeds in us. So keep in mind that I'm not necessarily saying, uh, you know, these issues aren't necessarily black and white. I'm not saying stop watching TV, stop using social media. I'm not necessarily saying that, uh, I check Facebook because of building money. I probably check Facebook once or twice a day um, for personal use for my personal account, friends and family. I check it maybe once a week. Okay. Uh, but even on that account, I follow a lot of people like Thich Nhat Hanh and Ram Das and uh, the, the account that run, that's run, I believe, by, by Alan Watts' uh, son. It's just a bunch of, of Alan Watts stuff. So when I open my Facebook up, and if anybody is, like, posting just sort of, like, just sort of negative chatter a lot of times, I just immediately unfriend them, or at least I think there's option that option where you still follow them, but you mute them, you know? Uh, so when I open up my feed, I'm engaging in social media, social uh, social network, but I'm not being fed all of all of this, you know, sort of unwholesome, all these, these unwholesome things or engaging in these things that water these unwholesome seeds in me. So again, I'm not saying don't watch TV, don't engage in, in social media and stuff. I'm just saying be mindful of specifically, it always goes down specifically to, is this watering wholesome seeds in me or unwholesome seeds? Okay. On TV, there are some very, there's some amazing TV shows that totally water wholesome seeds in you. Uh, keep in mind too, though, with TV that uh, just the act of watching TV too much can really shorten your attention span and can lead you to become distracted more often and space out more often. So when we're talking about mindfulness practice and being present in your life, uh, too much TV can really affect you there. Too much uh, time sitting in front of the computer can potentially do that, but more so than that, TV, because at least when you're on the computer or the internet, you're engaged in something a lot of times unless you're just sitting there watching a video or a show, which is the same thing as watching TV. But the idea is that you're just zoning out. Uh, the same thing happens with, with a movie as well. Um, and of course, you can only sit there for usually one movie every once in a while, so it doesn't really have the same effect. So yeah, just be careful of that one side thing. Uh, so I definitely wouldn't watch too much TV, but if you have a couple of favorite shows, not a big deal. You know, they're spaced out, uh, especially if you watch them online. A lot of services, you can skip commercials and stuff, which is great. You don't have to be fed all the different, you know, more and more and more 
just you need more, you need this, you need this car so you can be happy certain messages. It's great that you can skip those uh, depending on what services you use. Uh, so yeah, it's great to be able to, to pass up those messages. Uh, sense food number three, what we hear. Within what we hear is simply what we listen to. I'm talking about you know radio in the car, uh, podcasts. Clearly, you listen to at least one podcast. Uh, likely it is more than one. And uh, maybe guided meditations or some form of other audio. Uh, the radio could be the news. The radio could be music. Even music is included. The lyrics within music. Be mindful of the messages that are being carried in that music. It just so happens that a lot of my favorite music is just lyricless. Uh, not necessarily the classical music that you would identify, but it's sort of music that I grew up on, uh, like different different games that I used to play and stuff growing up, really peaceful, lyricless music. Um, music that has lyrics to it, those words, those messages, uh, you'll hear those messages repeatedly, and just like hearing anything else repeatedly, they have an effect on you. So just be mindful of that. As far as music, I definitely suggest really like peaceful, lyrical, lyricless music. Um, but I mean, there's no reason why you can't listen to music. Uh, just be mindful of the message that they're giving. So again, just like everything else, it's not strict no or anything. Just be mindful. Is it watering wholesome seeds in me or unwholesome seeds in me? So that was sense food one, two, and three. Going back really quickly again, associations, the people that we surround ourselves with list off the top five or 10 people. And just find out, is there, you know, is there somebody in there that, you know, again, practice for a moment expressing compassion to them and seeing that, that absolutely they, they have a beautiful side to them, but they are just, just bringing you down. They're just being a just complete negative association with you and that you need to, to distance yourself from them. Sense food number two, what we see, what we read and what we watch things that we read online, books, newspapers. Uh, if you do read the news, watch, watching TV, news, videos online, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then sense food number three, what we hear, listen to radio, uh, news radio, music, uh, morning radio shows, podcasts, uh, guided meditations, all kinds of stuff like that. So that's, again, sense food one, two, and three. Again, that was a big category. That's technically the set, just the second nutriment, sense impressions, or sense food. Uh, but again, that is by far the largest category. When we're talking about cleansing the mind in the most uh, concrete way that that can be, that, that can be viewed is through these sense food, uh, these uh, sense impression categories, associations, uh, reading, watching, and listening to. Okay. So the third nutriment, third nutriment is our volitions. And when I say volitions, that really means our, our intentional efforts. Uh, it's tied with essentially our desires. It's, it's how we act on our, our desires. So in volitions, for that reason, it's closely tied in uh, with karma. So do we desire and work for something wholesome or unwholesome? The efforts that we make in each moment, the intentional efforts that we make in each moment, are they towards something wholesome or unwholesome? Are they in a wholesome way 
or an unwholesome way. Okay, and I just want you to and just think about your life as a whole, your work, your family, your off time, your goals, your dreams. Three questions. What is my major volition? Overarching everything else. What is my major volition? What is my major desire? What's the major thing that I'm that I'm working towards in each moment? What's sort of the main effort and go down to, to moment to moment. What does it seem like in moment to moment my main effort is? Okay. Maybe a lot of times you notice one of those things is to get attention. It doesn't necessarily need to be one thing, but a couple of major efforts, the major volitions. Number two, question number two, is it unwholesome or wholesome? And this could just be a general thing. You might not think it's completely unwholesome, but uh, this is a very important question to ask. Is it unwholesome or wholesome? That particular volition. What is it driven by? What is it driven by? Well, what's what's underlying this? What is what's causing this? And actually, there's four questions. I like this four, not three. And uh, what are my core values? Okay. So when you get down to what is this? What is it driven by? You're trying to find like what's causing these volitions? What's causing my uh, for me to act in this way? And your core values are going to be directly connected with, with your desires. There's a direct connection to that. But still, it's important to draw a line to that so you can see clearly. And it's important here to be mindful of what arises as you're asking the questions. And as you then just go about your everyday life, after you've asked these questions, these questions will naturally float around in your mind and certain things will, will arise. So, so, be, so uh, be vigilant in being mindful. Uh, and understand the also the importance that karma plays in volition. So we're talking about our intentional action, okay? And karma is cause and effect. Cause and effect in that the cause, in this case, is, is our, our action. The effect is, is the result of that action. Okay, so our volitions are directly tied to karma. It's, it's important to understand that we're talking about cleansing the mind. Okay, these volitions, these desires in our mind affect us in a base level that the very the very desire itself, the very action that we're taking, our very volition, okay, arises from the state of our mind. But those actions themselves, us acting in an unwholesome or wholesome way, the, the various different volitions that we have, have an effect on our mind back again. So volitions, the uh, third nutriment, very important. To keep those four questions in mind, again, they'll be in the, uh, the show notes. Number four, consciousness. Consciousness is best understood, this one's a little bit difficult to explain, but it's best understood as uh, a few different things. First, the states of mind, both in mindfulness, in being fully present and attentive, to our lives, it's the state of mind essentially in, in in which with which you're in the quality of your mind in in an individual moment. So not just your attentiveness, your mindfulness, but your perception of the world due to your memories, due to your conditioning. So your perception of the world can be altered based on your memories, based on your conditioning, 
And so that is, it's the state of your consciousness. Sort of the example I've given before of the colored glasses, the colored shades, the various different colored glasses, the, the colored lenses that we have in front of us, and that conditioning, those memories change our perception of the world. Okay, and that is our consciousness. That is how we are perceiving the world in every moment. And that's, that's why mindfulness and attention are directly connected with that. Mindfulness is, our, is us making the effort to seeing with clarity. It's us pursuing clarity as opposed to perceiving the world uh, through our old conditioning and memories. Okay, so when we're talking about consciousness, there's really just one point that needs to be mentioned. Okay, we're talking about cleansing, remember, cleansing the mind, creating the right environment. Okay, now when we talk about consciousness as something that can get in the way of that, or unwholesome seeds within our consciousness getting in the way of creating the right environment, what is it that allows us to go beyond that, to clear that perception to get to the heart of it, and to really go beyond perception, to see reality clearly as it is. And that's our, our, med our meditation and our mindfulness practice. So sitting meditation practice and our everyday mindfulness practice. Okay, so mindfulness is not just, not just an aspect of consciousness. It is what allows us to work on those unwholesome seeds within our consciousness itself. So consciousness commits to daily mindfulness and meditation practice. Now, we've went through all four nutriments. So it's at this point that I want to remind you that the idea is to remove these unwholesome seeds, these harmful nutriments from our life to clear the path to greater peace and happiness. We've gone through each of the, the categories. You know how to cleanse the mind in each, in each area. Okay, this is the entirety of cleansing the mind. And this is really what it, what uh, creating the right environment, conducive to greater peace and wisdom, is about. Going beyond the craving for food. Purifying your life of bad associations and bad influences. In what we see here, seeing clearly our volition and getting to the heart of it to purify it and seeing into the many conditions which distort our vision through consciousness. This is the process of cleansing the mind. And... So now that you've put yourself in a position that you have cleansed the mind or begun the process of cleansing the mind, you have begun to create that ideal environment for, for peace and for wisdom to be cultivated. You can also then begin to cultivate more wholesome seeds in your life. So it's not just about cleansing the unwholesome seeds. It's also in a lot of ways about replacing those unwholesome seeds with wholesome seeds. So you are putting a lot of focus on what we needed to stop putting our energy towards. But instead of putting your energy towards the... Uh, you know, the, the, whatever negative messages that you are taking in via TV or social media or the internet, what you were reading or watching or listening to, you can then replace that with positive messages. 
or with some sort of positive activity. So you can replace it with, uh, with meditation. If you haven't practiced meditation before, you can practice it with some sort of artistic expression. You can replace it with uh, some sort of physical activity. You can replace it with getting uh, back in contact with some old friends or just with being with your family and friends more often. Uh, you can always just replace it with the equivalent wholesome version, as I mentioned in the beginning, just finding positive messages, rather, positive uh things to read, listen to, and watch. So there's so much that you can do, but know that it's not just cleansing the mind. It's not just removing the unwholesome or, or putting yourself in a position to where you no longer put place focus on those unwholesome seeds. It's also uh, cultivating those wholesome seeds in your life. Uh, so remember the wholesome seeds. Uh, the primary ones are compassion, joy, love. Happiness, equanimity, understanding. There's so many ways that these can be cultivated. The, I, I mentioned many already right now. Uh, you can do some form, form of service as well, giving back to others. There's so many different things that you can do. It doesn't necessarily, again, have to be some sort of extra physical activity that you do. It can just be replacing what you already did with a more wholesome version of it. But that is just as important a piece of this as cleansing the mind. Also, putting time into more wholesome wholesome activities. And so, that's up to you. There's so many things that you can do. And really, when you begin to remove a lot of those unwholesome, uh, those, those things which are watering the unwholesome seeds in your life, rather, uh, you can experience a lot of freedom. Uh, I actually did this exercise a number of years ago. Uh, when I was watching too much TV and playing too many video games, to be frank. And I did it, and in that week, I read more than I had in the previous year. And I just naturally, actually without even trying to do anything more wholesome, just removing those things and deciding to just cut myself off, I decided to just stop doing them for a week. And then it ended up being longer than that. But when I did that, I found myself naturally gravitating toward the more wholesome activities. It was sort of a, it was, it was sort of a, an interesting, very sort of magical effect that happened. Um, but I felt myself more inclined to engage in those activities. And I, I contribute part of it to slowing down. When we engage in these things like TV and, and different things online, uh, our attention pan spans shorten and attention wanders more often. And when we slow down and we begin to pay more close attention to each moment, to what we're doing, then different things become enjoyable to us, which we didn't, which weren't attractive to us before. So, yeah, again, you can do anything that you want with regards to wholesome activities. There's so much that you can do. Uh, my quick suggestions, uh, the ones I mentioned already, I mentioned meditation, some form of service, 
finding some some really good books, uh, podcasts, maybe video series or something. Uh, I'm more partial to to uh, blog posts, articles, podcasts, and books. Just a couple simple things, and use those to be replaced with certain unwholesome activities that you did. And you can take it a step further. And you can decide to do what I did and just sort of set a week or two out and just sort of drop these things for a little while. Now, with the intention to step away from them completely, you know, maybe there's a couple of TV shows you like to watch, but you're like, you know, I don't want to step away from them forever. But you just make this intention to step away from all those different potentially unwholesome things. And you just decide to engage in, in a couple different very wholesome activities for a week or two and just see what happens. So that's just sort of the uh, like the accelerated uh, mind cleanse program, I guess you could call it, uh, for those that are, are really looking to sort of uh, use this as a sort of form of transformation, which, again, like I say, it can totally be used as, and I've experimented with, experimented with this myself. Uh, so yeah, again, positive, wholesome seeds uh, should be watered as well, not just clearing the path, not just cleansing the mind, uh, and removing our focus of those unwholesome seeds. So it's a two-way street. So for a couple of end notes, I want to make sure to mention a couple of important points. The idea is to make a, a complete effort, as complete an effort as you can in all areas. Okay, so when we're talking about cleansing the mind, uh, I want to make sure to mention that it isn't about like picking and choosing the different sections. These are all different, very important areas. Okay, so you're making a complete effort in all areas. Okay, and again, if you want to take the accelerated version of that to create really the biggest immediate shift in the quality of your daily nourishment, then you can do that uh, as well. Uh, but once again, it's a complete effort, and you should really work on each one of the categories. Each one is very, very important. And if you have a lot to do, if if it really seems kind of overwhelming to you, just do this. Go through each of the nutrients. Go through each category of the, you know, the, the, the sense foods and just ask yourself, what is the one key thing I can do right now to water more wholesome seeds and stop watering unwholesome ones? So what is the one thing you can do right now to water more unwholesome seeds and stop watering unwholesome, unwholesome ones? And you could do this for each one of the, one of the categories. It's important to remember that you're making your best effort. I mentioned this before. I want to make sure to harp on it. That within all of these categories, this entire thing, you're just making your best effort. Okay? We're always just making our best effort. That's all we can do. And if you're doing all that you can do, you're doing your best, and you'll get there. And another very important point to mention is it's important for your effort, for that effort, to be joyful easeful, to be pleasant. If your practice itself is is stressful or strenuous and is causing you some sort of pain or suffering in itself, that's not right effort. That's not right diligence. Keep in mind that as you're working on this, you should be maintaining that sense of easeful joy, of pleasantness. Okay, It shouldn't be this stressful experience where you're purging these things from your life, you know, that it doesn't work like that. It won't be effective in that way. Not only will you not stick with the effort, you're going to fall off, but it's just not effective. Your mind becomes less clear. 
when you're joyful, when you're easeful, your mind is clear and you can work, you can you can act effectively with clarity. One last thing, if you're moving, when you're moving forward, if you're not following right effort, right diligence, what if you're just not sticking with these decisions that you've made? You decided to change these certain things and water less of these unwholesome seeds and more of these wholesome seeds. You know, what if you're not following through with that? What if rather you're following through with old bad habits? What do you do? If you find yourself doing that, what do you do? Well, first, remember you're making your best effort and things will happen sometimes. You just have to jump back on. But if this is happening, it often means either you uh, haven't found a way of practice which works for you, which is specifically what I'm talking about with regards to like mindfulness and meditation practice, or you don't see the benefit yet. And that's the big one. Okay. Sometimes you just have to take time to remind yourself why you were originally attracted to the practice in the first place. This is really important. Why you were attracted to this, this exercise of cleansing the mind, of putting your, your, yourself, your life in a position for greater peace and wisdom, of really cleansing not just your mind, but your life as a whole. What attracted you to this in the first place? You know, re-listen to this podcast. Reread some of maybe the other things that inspired you, that you sort of connected with this as you were listening to this podcast. Whatever you need to do to place yourself back in that state of mind you were in whenever you were inspired to make that decision, do that. That will remind you of what originally made you make that decision. That will give you the sort of push that you need in a lot of cases. It's inevitable that you'll fall off from time to time. Happens to everyone, okay? So if that happens, if that's the case, like I mentioned, best you can do, just reevaluate your situation and just find out where the holes or the leaks or the mistakes were, whatever you want to call it. Just patch things up and move forward. Really, the reality is in life, we make the majority of our progress off learning from our mistakes. So make it a point to welcome failure, expect it, learn from it, grow from it, and just know that it's a part of the process. Just like we can't let go of the anger and the fear and that it's not just going to disappear forever, that we need to learn how to more skillfully manage it. It's the same thing with making an effort. We both make an effort and succeed at things, and we also fail at things continuously. But if you learn how to treat failure in the right way, how to more skillfully handle failure, just like with our emotions, then you'll be able to make your way. Then you'll be able to make progress effectively despite this. Okay? Always remember the garden of your mind. I'm going to go back to that example. Always remember that. As some last words, accept what comes to you. Don't turn away from, bottle down, or resist the challenges. Okay, we're not pushing these things away and labeling them bad. These things which water unwholesome seeds or the unwholesome seeds themselves. We're still accepting whatever comes to us. We're not turning away from it or resisting it. Okay, we're accepting it fully, but we're diligently working to cultivate a wholesome environment nonetheless. So we accept these things as they come. We know that they're going to come. We accept them fully. We understand that it's a part of life. And we work diligently, nonetheless, to cultivate a wholesome environment. This, this effort of cleansing the mind and working to create 
this environment conducive to greater peace and wisdom and freedom with the right effort, this will have a significant effect on your life as a whole. All right, I hope you enjoyed this third episode of the Zen for Everyday Life podcast. Uh, This was a pretty big topic, and I know that we uh, covered a pretty good amount, uh, but I think that it's a very practical topic that people can immediately apply, that everybody can really apply to at least some degree in their lives to create a little bit more space and a little bit of a better environment for cultivating greater peace and uh, an environment for for cultivating greater greater wisdom. So if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be grateful if you took a moment to rate it and review it and uh, subscribe if you want to get future episodes of the podcast as well. As I mentioned in the beginning, I am super grateful to everybody who helped the podcast get onto the new and noteworthy section of the religion and spirituality category. Um, It continues to climb, so I'm going to continue to see how far it can go. Um, Top of the category, maybe even the main new and noteworthy section of iTunes. That would be kind of the, the highest level. So I deeply appreciate everybody that supported the podcast, whether you just listened to it, downloaded it, uh, if you shared it, subscribed, rated it, reviewed it, whatever. Uh, I, I deeply appreciate the support, and I will continue to bring the best episodes that I can to you with the most value. And uh, I thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. Peace. Peace.